Welcome to Let Love, a podcast with the Sisters of Life. We invite you to join us for conversation, looking at life through the lens of love. You are loved, you are made in God's image, and your life matters. Let's talk about it. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> and we are back. <laughs> How's everybody doing? This is Sister Annie Stay. This is Sister Veritas, and we're here with Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life. And this is the last episode of the season, uh, which has been so awesome. Just mm-hmm. looking at Evangelium Vitae, the Gospel of Life, uh, a document written by John Paul II with the help of... Uh, many good bishops mm-hmm. just talking about life and how to live it yeah and it's we've gone through the whole thing all the way to the conclusion and this last episode is kind of like the fireworks episode <laughs> just like you know it's like that epic like epic movie trailer that just hits all the highlights and you're like wow Amen. that's basically what this is but reverse wow that's a lot of pressure yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I was thinking and just reclining <laughs> just kidding <laughs> No, I think it's awesome, sister, because I think, yes, it's like, it's a beautiful document, but actually, what does it look like to mm-hmm. live this in mm-hmm. real time? And as we pull back and live this as sisters of life, mm-hmm. what are our takeaways? What kind of burns in our heart as the heart of all of this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it kind of actually reminds me of a little story. Yeah, I love what stories. What do you think? Tell me. Okay, so, you know, we're living in the Bronx, and adventure can look a little different mm-hmm. when you're living in the Bronx. Like. Yeah. I came from rural Maine, so usually it was like hiking and like kayaking and snowshoeing. We come into the Bronx, we had to figure out some new adventures. So I actually think one of the highest adventures I got to bear witness to was sending two sisters to the Bronx Costco, March 2020, the <laughs> night, the day before, you know, New York City had its lockdown. <laughs> and they were charged with getting food for 16 sisters for a month. You know, this is what movies are made out of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, sister? I know. Put their sneakers on. Yeah. Which means things are serious. Serious. That's serious for a sister. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they, they went in there and they were like fearless. Amazing. Armed with the love of Christ. And they were having a great time and they were like just roaming around with a bazillion other people, carts mm-hmm. everywhere. And they said at one point they were kind of stuck in this aisle. And a man at one end of the aisle yelled to his wife, uh, which became apparent after he yelled <laughs> at the other end of the aisle, uh-huh. yelled with this huge voice, cheese doodles, dear, don't forget the cheese doodles. <laughs> <laughs> and like the sisters said, they kind of like just stopped. In fact, the whole store was kind of like, like mm-hmm. what just happened? Cause everyone's like whipping around trying to get essential stuff. And the sisters are kind of like, wow, you know, it kind of seems like the world's <laughs> coming to an end. Like, right. And we're worried about cheese doodles. So uh, great. Right? <laughs> so great. But they said, you know, and actually when I heard this story, at first it's like, what? But then it was like, yeah, mm-hmm. actually, I want to live exactly like that woman. Because in response to this summons, his wife basically like, I made eye contact, gave this nod and took off like a superhero and like claimed the cheese doodles. <laughs> and I was like... That's actually exactly how I want mm-hmm. to live. That mm-hmm. in the midst of the chaos and the craziness of life, any given moment, I'm able to hear the voice of the one that I love wow. and that I know that I love at the heart of my heart and follow that. Wow. Uh, and I think this is what this gospel of life is all about. It is, sister. It's, it's such a great image for this because it's like, yeah, God is love, right? Mm-hmm. We're his beloved ones. He's constantly calling our name. Uh, through the the highways and byways of life 
and like hearing his voice. And yeah, God is love. Life is good. And at any given moment, you know, when we're thinking about life issues or anything like that, what is ultimately the question we're looking at mm-hmm. is what does love look like here? It's my favorite question. Yeah, it's it's a great question. What does love look like here? Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. Amen, sister. And this gospel of life helps us to answer it. And knowing God is love helps us to answer it. And I think mm-hmm. let's pray and just muse about this mm-hmm. reality, this dare, this challenge that ultimately brings us into the fullness of who we were made to be. Yeah. That's Sounds God's awesome. beloved. Amen. Here we go. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We adore you. And we love you. We thank you for the gift of our lives. We thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus. We ask that you send your Holy Spirit to anoint our minds, our hearts, this time, this day, all that is before us, that we simply know that you are love and you are there for us. Blessed Mother, be a mother to us now as we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady, Mother of Life, pray for us. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You know, actually, as as you were praying, it made me think of like how all life, everything, um, comes from God. And like the Father, right, who begets the Son and the Spirit is the love between them. And But that, like, love is the reason for everything. Mm-hmm. And... And turning our gaze to the Father to know that. And it reminds me of a story I recently heard about. A mom was sharing her little one-and-a-half-year-old hmm. just discovered the holy water font. And she's just learning how to do the sign of the cross. And so she'll dip her hand in, but she'll just get stuck on Father. So she'll, like, you know, dip and then be like, Father, 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 Father. <laughs> That's really dear. <laughs> it's really cute. But it's, it's kind of beautiful because, you know, uh, it's like, yeah, the Father's source of life, right? How beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, he's the one who who fills us and who sustains us, holds us in his hands, chooses us, loves us. And returning always to that gaze of the Father um, is kind of like the foundational basis of, of, yeah, living, living our lives of love and asking that question, what does love look like here? Amen, sister. When I think it's a question that will bless mm-hmm. and lead you securely and safely <laughs> in the ways of love, which that's what we've been made for. Mm-hmm. That's what we've been made to give. That's what we've been made to receive. Uh, and yet we also know, and, and that's what this the last episode and the end of this document talks about, it's a battlefield. Mm-hmm. And this is how we arm ourselves for that battlefield. We know and we can expect there's going to be a battle. Mm-hmm. All right? This is not going to be easy. Uh, and yet we also know something else, that love is there for us. The Father is going to be backing us up. Mm-hmm. And if we can dare, as you're you're saying, sister, to stop and to ask the question, mm-hmm. what does love look like here? And following that up with, come Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. lead me, lead kindly light, and dare in that way, we will be defended and sheltered by mm-hmm. this gift of love, mm-hmm. no matter what we face, no matter what we're going through, whether it's the, the darkest place we've ever been in, whether mm-hmm. it's the greatest trial we've ever endured, whether it's the the greatest invitation to dare in love when a relationship is struggling or to dare in forgiveness when whoa it's the last thing we feel like we can move ourselves towards Mm -hmm. it's the dare of love Mm -hmm. and as we anchor ourselves in that gaze looking to the father yeah i hope i actually go to the holy water font the same way yeah father father (laughs) 
Because that was Jesus's prayer Mm -hmm. as he walked the earth. Abba, Mm -hmm. Father, entering into relationship Mm -hmm. with love himself. And as we do, yeah, uh, life becomes what it is meant to become. I become who I am meant to Mm -hmm. become. But I think in all of this, it kind of brings me to an important reality that I think all of us uh, have to be real with as human persons. Yeah. Which is <laughs> vulnerability. Amen. Right, sister? It's so true. It can never cease. We, we are just vulnerable by the fact of being creature, right? We depend on. Yes, sister. On the Father. And being, and being human, mm-hmm. you know, that our, our hearts can be wounded. That mm-hmm. when I go outside... I do need sunglasses. My mm-hmm. my eyes can, you know, be sensitive to the light or we're we're vulnerable emotionally, psychologically, mm-hmm. physically, relationally. You know, even if we know who we are mm-hmm. and anchored in this love, we're still vulnerable. Yeah. And I think yeah, as sisters of life consecrated to protect and enhance the sacredness of human life, beginning with those most vulnerable, it's funny, as we seek to serve vulnerable human life, we are often drawn into and through our own mm-hmm. vulnerabilities interiorly, which I do for all those listening. It's just good to say it and mm-hmm. be real with it. And actually, as sisters, we don't escape this reality either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yet it's powerful. It really it's so is. powerful. It really is. Because it's like vulnerability. I mean, I'm sure you've experienced this too, but vulnerability can actually be the place of communion and connection mm-hmm. and relationship mm-hmm. in a way that if you weren't vulnerable, it, it couldn't actually happen. Yes, you know, it can actually allow us to receive God mm-hmm. in a deeper, more profound way that um, otherwise we, we might be too, you know, uh, have too many walls up to, yes, to receive. Sister. Like I, I remember an experience I had as a brand new novice, I, I entered novitiate we sort of receive our habit, our religious name. And then like three or four weeks later, we went to World Youth Day Madrid. Wow. Which is like, you know, a million people, the Holy Father. Oh it's like, <laughs> what a way to jump into yeah. life as a novice. It's amazing. But it's like, it's a lot going on because it's like, you're, you know, you're in a habit. It's hot. <laughs> and then you have, I don't know if you, I call it anyway, veil neck. Like when you realize like you have something on your head suddenly and then mm-hmm. when someone calls your name, like you turn your whole body to respond. <laughs> you're still- <laughs> Yeah, you're still learning that. Yeah, just like you forget you can turn your neck, you know? <laughs> and then like your hearing kind of goes a little bit. And, yeah, like, it's tough in the beginning. It's tough. And then it's like people are calling you by a new religious name and um, they think you've been a nun forever. And it's like, little do they know, it's like, I've been a nun for three weeks, you know? <laughs> and I remember this experience mm-hmm. of just like having this experience of profound vulnerability and like, mm-hmm. like, who am I? I'm in a scene of a million people waiting for the Holy Father to come by. And all of a sudden out of the crowd you know, me in this moment of vulnerability, out of the crowd comes this priest from New York that I I, like maybe met once. And he comes up to me, just to me. And he says, hello, would you like to be anointed with uh, St. Therese oil? (laughs) It's oil that her bones were in. And I was was like, yes. And so he anointed me and then just walked back into the crowd. But I honestly, in that moment, it was like powerful graces that actually I can chart back my whole in my whole religious life to that moment. But I don't know if I would have received those graces in the same way if I had not been so vulnerable vulnerable and open and known your need. Yeah, because I was I I was I needed God. Sister, that's really powerful. Well, Mm -hmm. and even what I hear you saying is 
while yes, I think culturally, uh, most currents would see vulnerability as something synonymous with weakness, right? Something I should avoid control Mm -hmm. for the Christian disciple. It's something that holds enormous power Mm -hmm. and potential to unite ourselves with Christ and live from uh, a place of tremendous love with him. Mm -hmm. Um, it kind of reminds me of another story actually. Yes. (laughs) Like, I think there's a lot of ways we can live vulnerability Mm -hmm. and, um, and I think the cars that we drive taught me this in a powerful way. Uh, stick with me. Well, and I think our listeners know this. We've, we've made reference to it. In the convent, we name everything. Yeah. Right? Washers, dryers, boilers, and our cars. <laughs> yes. And names are powerful, right? So case in point, uh, this summer we received a donation of a 12-passenger van. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. We piled in took it for a spin and when we got off of this it kind of felt like a ride <laughs> but when we exited out of the vehicle we're like the name of this vehicle is thor <laughs> right like it was awesome like yeah. this 12 passenger van dominated the road it was like an impenetrable fortress of strength like uh-huh. cars were just like getting out of the way uh-huh. it was a major power trip <laughs> for, for, for me as a sister powerful after a couple of days, uh, however, we learned that actually those who gave us a vehicle, which we're always happy to honor, um, the name that they choose for the car, yes, uh, was they wanted to name the car Pauline. Uh-huh. And so we're like, awesome, let's call the car Pauline. Beautiful. It fit very well with the car. That's fun. But sure enough, after we started calling the car Pauline, <laughs> you know, a sister came to me one day and she was all concerned. She's like, I just need to tell you about Pauline. Mm-hmm. I'm like, sure. What's going on with Pauline? And she said that basically they had gone into Manhattan in and out and something happened with Pauline's sensory system. So, you know, the thing that beeps if something gets close, mm-hmm. well, it had like a very, it was an isolated whack attack <laughs> <laughs> basically. So like road signs, a distant car, like a bump in the road, beep. Beep, 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 beep. Like, the car was beeping. Beep, 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 beeping all over the place. It was so funny. And the sisters are, like, trying to keep silence, right? So, uh-huh. like, this is getting a little, you know, it's kind of jazzing up our life. And uh-huh. sisters are getting a little edgy. And amen. Okay. Actually, it was hysterical. And we laughed so hard. And actually, Pauline has since totally resolved what was kind of an oversensitivity. It's so funny. Right? It's so funny. So... I think this is a really good visual on how we can live vulnerability mm-hmm. and, and the real vulnerability that is going to touch us every single day of our life. Mm-hmm. That on one extreme, we can be like a fortress, right? Mm-hmm. We can deny it. We can hold it at arm's length. We can avoid being real, power trip it out, tough it out, whatever. Mm-hmm. On the other extreme, mm-hmm. we can also go into overdrive. We can get thrown about by an, an inflamed perception, you mm-hmm. know, so to speak, of what it could mean, should mean, or doesn't mean, mm-hmm. right? I don't know if you've been there. It's like a ping pong match. Oh, yeah. Right? And we find stability as we live it with Christ mm-hmm. and in his love. And this is really important when it comes to discipleship because, yeah, we're living in a David and Goliath story, right? It's not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also know, too, that Jesus himself did not shy away Mm-mm. from the experience of vulnerability. Mm-mm. He was vulnerable as an unborn child in the womb, a little babe in the crib, mm-hmm. you know, an offering for us on the cross. Mm-hmm. And Jesus actually wants to teach us to live vulnerability as he did, mm-hmm. which is an intimate relationship and communion with the Father. I mean, there it is. So whether we have a, a bad encounter, mm-hmm. whether we feel vulnerability in a, 
in that we're trying to trudge through a difficult relationship, whether we carry a huge place of insecurity or fear in our hearts or a big wound in our hearts, it's like we can live that place in intimate communion and relationship with the Father. Mm -hmm. And that can become a place of life. Mm -hmm. Colonel O'Connor told us there's no power so great as the power of powerlessness if united with the powerlessness of Christ on the cross. Christ did not make possible the salvation of the world through his teaching, his preaching, and his miracles. He made possible the salvation of the world when he was hanging on the cross, seemingly helpless, seemingly powerless. This is when all the power radiated outwardly. Mm-hmm. It, sister, it is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's true. Like in, in that vulnerability, um, that union with the Lord, meeting, like it basically allows us to meet his gaze, mm-hmm. right? And in his gaze, we come to know who we are. Amen. That we are worth so much more than anything we can do, produce, or achieve, right? Mm-hmm. We are worth, we are more than our mistakes. We are more than our victories, mm-hmm. right? We are his beloved son or daughter. And it's in his gaze that we come to know who he is, yeah, right? Sister. But there's a, there is a vulnerability in, in the gaze and looking at another. Yes. And it actually makes me think of, um, your experience in the ark. <laughs> oh gosh, sister, that's really funny. It's another car story. Yeah. You've got a great memory. It's one of my favorites. Do you want me to tell it, or do you want to tell your version of it? <laughs> <laughs> I think you should tell it, because you lived it. I only heard it. Oh, my gosh. Well, no, it was so funny, because back in the day, this is when I was a novice, uh-huh. we had a car that we called the Ark, uh-huh. and this basically was this tan, giant tan station wagon <laughs> with classic uh, wood paneling and, of course, seating in the back that looked out the back window, right? <laughs> and so, like, it's my favorite. Isn't it? It's awesome. <laughs> and here we, we live in... In New York City. So, like, you would just wait for your name to be called. Like, and Sister Annie, stay. You're going to sit in the back of the ark. And everyone knew what that meant. You were going to be looking out the back window. And you were going to be so vulnerable to the gaze of others, right? Like, this is where you learn evangelization. This is where you get tough skin. Because, of course, you're going to hit, like, 20 red lights if you're going anywhere in New York City. Uh So, like, you and a fellow novice would be sitting in the back of, of the ark. And basically... What are you going to do at a stoplight but stare at the driver behind you? And actually, what we learned is, yes, rather than to fear these moments, to lean into the potential of these moments. So learning smile evangelization, just holding a sincere gift of a smile for that driver. And actually, I would tell you, few, very few could resist smiling back. Or you start a conversation actually through nonverbals or you, you know, I think they, my novice director asked us to refrain from writing signs <laughs> <laughs> that this was to be civil, but actually a way of communicating Christ mm-hmm. and a way of drawing me into myself. Actually, it took courage to say, totally. okay, um, I'm going to look at my brother. I'm going to give him a smile. I'm going to wave. I'm going to use this opportunity to, to bring joy, to bring life, to bring love. But it took some guts. <laughs> it really <did. laughs> yeah. I can actually just it see it so, in my mind. Oh, it was so painful it's sometimes. It's so funny. Especially if, you know, you're like, whoa, yeah, I just need a moment to recollect myself. <laughs> but Well, especially them too. I'm sure it's like, oh, wow, nuns are looking at well, me. Well, and it was always hysterical. And actually, I would have to say... It always resulted in incredible yeah. laughter and joy. People loved it. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. It's awesome, sister. But I, I just love that because it's like, okay, this incredibly vulnerable moment and mm-hmm. it's like leaning into it and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, what does love look like here? Smile, you know, joy. Yes, yeah, <laughs> like, sister. And the fruitfulness from that. Like, I bet people still tell that story <laughs> at their dinner table, yeah. like every Thanksgiving, you know? <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it because we, we looked pretty it's, ridiculous. It's so- <laughs> 
But even too, sister, I think it's a reminder to us. Um, and I think to me, we don't have to live guarded or trapped in self-protection. And I think that's Mm -hmm. a huge temptation today. We don't have to live trapped by our fears. We don't have to live like in saran wrap. And actually so often, um, if we're not daring in our vulnerability, in the love of Christ, then this is what can happen. We get enclosed in ourselves. Mm -hmm. We we lose faith in ourselves and others. We lose trust Mm -hmm. in the power of love Mm -hmm. and resist the saran wrap. It's like, no. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be stupid, fearless in the love of God. Yeah. And that will bless us. Um, yeah. And that will actually open us up to the communion, to the love, mm-hmm. to the relationships that we desire. Does it take guts? Yes. Hands down. Hands down. Mm-hmm. Does it take a decision every single day? Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. Uh, do you have to work at it? Do you need Christian community to uphold you in it? Yes. It's a dare. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet it's one that will bless. Mm -hmm. It's one that will bring life. It's one that will reward with you being set free to become Mm -hmm. who you are made to be. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think today in particular, there's a huge temptation to fear and the opposite of fear is love. Perfect love casts out all fear. Mm -hmm. So it is, it's, it's running an all guts race Mm -hmm. in the ways of love Mm -hmm. um, and, and letting go of mm-hmm. those temptations to fear. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think there's a reality, like, and fear holds us back. Fear drags us down. Fear, mm-hmm. it's like, like you're saying, being being tied up, you know? Mm-hmm. And yes, it's like, we've had, it. I mean, all of us have had experiences in life, wounds or betrayal or, you know, misunderstandings or things like that, that just, um, that kind of provoke this fear or fear of commitment, things like that. And, and like you're saying, it's like an all guts race to trust, like, actually, the Lord, his love is the most real thing in this universe. It sustains everything. I can, I can rest on it. I can rely on it. I can stake my whole life on it, but it it takes courage to, to run, to run the race um, and to choose, to choose love, to choose life, especially in those situations that like you're saying, require forgiveness or or healing or whatever. But it's like, yeah, to, to run. And I, I mean, I'm sure, you know, you, I mean, having, been a runner but like there's mm-hmm. realities like you it matters what kind of shoes you wear mm-hmm. it matters you know like you don't want ex- excessive uh you know material weight on you totally or like you don't want to eat too much before you run but like all these things like letting go of those burdens that could hold us back mm-hmm. from from freedom mm-hmm. and love mm-hmm. well i think too sister it's like we're going to be running either way, but what am I running towards mm-hmm. or what am I running away from? Mm-hmm. And, and having the courage to run towards that invitation to love, mm-hmm. uh, that is no matter how hard it is, it's what is going to bless mm-hmm. rather than running away and being further bullied, tossed around by my fears, mm-hmm. tossed around and, and limited by, you know, self-protection or actually this is the reality of vulnerability that yes, we, we can be wounded. Mm-hmm. And as long though, as we have our hearts at every interval turned towards the father, mm-hmm. he will defend us in mm-hmm. his love. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I might not be well received by the person that I smile at, but praise be to God. I can still rest in mm-hmm. the defense of my father, mm-hmm. my heavenly father who loves me and is holding me in that love. So yeah, it's just, it's, uh, it's easy to forget, but it blesses us when we remember. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the dare. Mm-hmm. It's really true. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I think just, you know, kind of in answering this larger question, what does love look like here, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of like, yeah, facing our fears, what, what does that look like in terms of relationship with others, even in terms of what does love look like in relationship with ourselves and thinking about vulnerability. And I'm, I'm really on a big kick lately. This book, a shepherd looks at Psalm 23. Oh, it's great. It's a revolution. I mean, it's, I don't know if it's in print still, but it's like revolutionizing my life. That's awesome. sister. It's so good, but it's actually this vulnerability to, to the, the shepherd because the shepherd actually, there's so many awesome things in this book, but one of them is that regularly he has to, he'll examine the sheep, right? So like use his, um, his rod to like, kind of open the fleece and just and like really feel the sheep like just are there any parasites are there any mm-hmm. like rashes and he does this like examination of the sheep and the, this shepherd who wrote the book was saying it's such a comfort to the sheep mm. to be to be vulnerable in that way but but to be known by the shepherd wow. um because he knows the shepherd is protecting him wow and it's like yeah what does love look like here in terms of relationship in general but i guess this point is relationship with god mm-hmm. is making yourself vulnerable to the love of, of you know christ the good shepherd mm-hmm. right letting him see you in all the mm-hmm. places of our hearts that maybe we're afraid to be seen or mm-hmm. you know encountered and letting him go there mm-hmm. and being safe in his arms and and that i mean that ultimately happens in prayer right yeah. prayer and the sacraments and that that's what love looks like there right that's beautiful that personal right? encounter of love mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well and i think Again, as we're kind of saying, what does love look like here and there and everywhere? <laughs> and as we seek to translate the gospel of life into our lives, I think another key point that I just want to lean into, which I'm becoming more and more aware as a sister of life and just as one seeking to follow the Lord and be a good Christian disciple, this call towards this contemplative active life. Mm-hmm. And I actually think it's the call of everyone. We have a privilege to live that dynamic richly in our way of life as consecrated women, but that this is a dynamism mm-hmm. that can be at the service of any life, whether you're a fireman or a police officer or a teacher or a doctor or a nurse, that my action follows my being. Mm-hmm. And in turn, my action then feeds uh, my being. Mm-hmm. And that they are two really important dimensions to be attentive to. So as you're saying, sister, this dimension of prayer, mm-hmm. I'm filling up on the love of the Lord. I'm living in that gaze in which I can come to know myself and receive myself from the Father. I'm allowing my mind, my heart, and my soul time to be, mm-hmm. to really rest in the gift of being because as I am being, I'm coming alive actually to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. The greatest reality in the world, in my life, in all of our lives, which is the love of God mm-hmm. and that God is love. And that's where he's seeking to bring us. And yes, that's where we've come from. And that's where we're headed back to. So this contemplative dimension, mm-hmm. having some part of my day dedicated to prayer, to mm-hmm. stepping away, to being with the one who made me mm-hmm. as a way to then, yes, lead me and draw me into this active dimension. Mm-hmm. Uh, my life of charity mm-hmm. in my family, towards my spouse, at my workplace, that it will fuel uh, a giving of myself that has vision, that has perspective, that has uh, an anchor, actually, mm-hmm. in this infinite source of love so this contemplative active and then in turn my activity Mm -hmm. draws like it's wedded to oh my goodness god's vision Mm -hmm. and then i bring that into my prayer 
I allow it to be anointed by the Father and that His love, no matter what happened out there on the court mm-hmm. or on the battlefield, letting it all come into His love, the good, the bad, and the ugly, mm-hmm. healed, anointed, blessed, ordained, drawn up, uh, given new life where I need it, having my empty cisterns be filled again. And then I step back out onto the court. It's kind of like boxing, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? <laughs> like, what do they do, those guys right. in between rounds? They go in the corner, they get coached, mm-hmm. you know, their coach talks them up, throws a bucket of water over their head, <laughs> you know, and, and they get juiced up again, and then they go out and fight. Mm-hmm. But you need both. You mm-hmm. can't just keep fighting in the ring. Mm-hmm. You're, it's going to be a knockout. Mm-hmm. You're going to be dead on the mat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's that dance. It's mm-hmm. that dynamism that we have to be faithful to. Mm-hmm. Or, yes, uh, it's not, we're not going to go very far. Yeah. It's called burnout, you know, like <laughs> yeah, out of yeah. batteries, right? Yeah. And we don't have to live that way, actually. No, no. And we're not called to live that way. And we're not made to live that way. And actually, we don't really like living that way. Let's no. be honest. No, like, we don't. We it's don't. just, you know, we want time to be, mm-hmm. to sit and to dream and to do art and, and like to be, you know? Yep. It's like we don't. We don't leisure for the sake of work. We work for the sake of leisure. Mm. And it's like, yeah, that, that, you know, the Sunday rest, mm-hmm. right? What does love look like here? On Sunday, that looks like rest. Yeah, sister. You know, and giving yourself permission, but actually giving God glory in that. It's really, really powerful. Amen. But I'm almost wondering with that, because I, I think it's actually an essential point that you made. Mm-hmm. Like, can you give an example or like a real life, like, what does that look like in life? Like mm-hmm. living that contemplative active. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you about my game plan today. You know, we spend the first couple hours of each day in the chapel. Mm-hmm. And part of that is, yeah, prayer, meditation, holy sacrifice of the mass. But actually the litmus test of my prayer is what happens when I leave that chapel. Mm-hmm. Is my yes, is my self-gift animated by charity? And so, right. What was I thinking and pondering as I left the chapel this morning? And first is begging for the grace. Jesus, I abandon, I entrust my desire, which was the true desire I tapped into in prayer, mm-hmm. this desire of my heart to live a, in adoration of you, mm-hmm. of your presence, of your life, mm-hmm. in the people I encounter, in the events of the day, in all things. I just want to live in the spirit of adoration that you're filling my heart with. Um, and that touched my heart during this time of prayer. And so first I'm asking Mm -hmm. the source Mm -hmm. to bless me. Then this is why I say, practically speaking, it's, um, rosary beads are really powerful. Mm -hmm. Have them in your pocket. We're blessed. We wear them at our side. Uh, there's always a jingle that goes along with my life, (laughs) uh, which is great. Your jingle is very distinct. I know know when you're coming. (laughs) A distinct rosary jingle, but it is, it's grabbing, grabbing your rosary beads or finding a way, even if you have to switch your watch to your other hand and, I'm going to live a litany of gratitude. Mm-hmm. So as I come into a conversation, I thank God for the person in mm-hmm. front of me. Mm-hmm. As I sit down for lunch, I thank God for what's on my plate. And actually, this opens me up, mm-hmm. totally opens me up to actually living a life that is so much fuller mm-hmm. with his presence and continues to grow this grace that I received in prayer that morning, this Wow, thank you. Praise you, Lord. Mm. You're everywhere. Mm-hmm. You are blessing me at all times. And you can see it grows. It keeps growing. Mm-hmm. Um, or yeah, if there's a temptation uh, otherwise, or there's a tough encounter, it's like, okay, Lord, I thank you for this, this moment to 
look to you because I feel so poor. I feel so poor. I got nothing. Jesus, what do you want to do here? Holy Spirit, come. Mm-hmm. So again, now I'm, I'm interceding. Again, I'm looking to the Father to fill and to bless. I don't know. That's practical mm-hmm. that we're beggars mm-hmm. and that we're going to have to beg throughout our day for mm-hmm. the grace that we need to live in love. And that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Every, every time I do, that's one more time I've turned towards the God of love. Mm-hmm. And that's one more place in my heart that is going to be touched and anointed. God will never miss an opportunity mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Even if it feels, you know, like he's missing the opportunity, <laughs> stand up in it in faith mm-hmm. and watch and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Even if it's after that encounter, mm-hmm. how he'll change or transform your heart. Mm-hmm. I love that, sister. It's actually, thank you, because that's a really, really beautiful example and a tangible one. It's like, I'm actually, you know, choosing love. Mm-hmm. I'm engaging my free will, which God gave mm-hmm. me. I have one. We all have one, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm actually choosing love. It's like in little things, but choosing to love, choosing yeah. to be gratitude, you know, that's awesome. Yes, yeah, sister. That's awesome. And because love, I mean, love requires free will, right? Amen. God didn't make puppets, you know, and, but that little, those little choices of love are so powerful. Mm-hmm. It reminds me, sister, I was talking to a good Dominican and the Dominicans have been around for 800 years, mm-hmm. which is incredible, mm-hmm. right? Religious life and a religious community to pejure through 800 years. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. And I asked, I asked him, I was like, gosh, what's your secret? Mm-hmm. And he immediately answered, we focus on grace. Wow. We give primacy to grace. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, it is awesome, sister. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think um, a great ill of our time, and I'm, I know it in my own experience, we can very, it's very easy to focus on the bad. It's very easy to focus on the ways we fail. It's very easy to focus on the evil and the darkness. And yeah, we want to be aware of it, uh, but only so much as we can then pivot, be aware so we can reject, turn away, and look to grace. Mm-hmm. Because God is giving us gifts at every moment in super abundance. And that's where I want to park my bus. That's where <laughs> I want to look up and mm-hmm. open myself up to that reality. And yeah, I think that's the reality. God has never let me down. Mm-hmm. He's never given me reason not to trust him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is. It's a great dare for him to step out mm-hmm. in that way. But that's just what's there for us. That's awesome. Yeah, there to claim and live. And this gospel of life is a huge dare, but it's one that will never let you down. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And it's really answering. At the end of the day, like we said, it's like, what is it about ultimately? If you're mm-hmm. looking for a giant synopsis you know this mm-hmm. document this, this season it's like what god is love life is good and that the answer to that question what does love look like here you know we actually have the gift and the privilege and the power to choose that mm-hmm. um to lean into that to choose it even in the midst of our vulnerability mm-hmm. and to choose it uniquely because only you can love as you love yes yeah, and the lord has made your heart um, unique and unrepeatable beautiful in his image uh and so yeah it's really powerful and it's a great question to ask ourselves. Yeah, sister. So I guess before we go, uh, and as we finish this season, what, what would you say? You know, I do. I have a question that John Paul II asked himself when he was 21. Uh, he was a young man, and his father had just passed away. And he said, as he wrote about this experience, he had never felt so alone 
And as he pondered the loss of his father and so many others, that of his friends, his fellow seminarians, uh, as Poland was suffering the terrors of Nazi occupation in World War II, John Paul II asked himself this question as a young man. He said, so many people of my own age are losing their lives. Why not me? And I love this question. This question grips my own heart because, and I think for all those listening, you can ask yourself the same question, right? In a culture that so many are lost in question marks about who they are, so many suffer so much confusion about the deepest and most important questions about life and love and God, why not you? Why are you sitting listening to this podcast? No doubt you've got to have the fire of faith burning in your heart to be listening to two <laughs> sisters uh, talk about life. But that is an incredible gift. God has given you an incredible gift if you have the gift of faith in your heart. Even if it's small or you feel like it's about to go out, it's like that is such a precious gift to lean into that, to prize that gift, to ask God that question, why not me? Ask him tonight before you go to bed. Ask him tomorrow as you live your day. Mm -hmm. Why has he given you this gift of faith? Why has he given you a knowledge of his presence? Uh, because he has great plans for your life, for your love, for your yes. Uh, whether you're young or you're old or somewhere in between, he has a huge plan for that today and the next day. That would be my challenge, sister. Uh, and, and actually, it challenges me too. Mm -hmm. and, and that's a question I find myself asking. Mm -hmm. And I think pulls the potential Mm -hmm. uh, out of my love and my heart and my relationship with the Lord mm -hmm. and the great adventure he has planned for me and for everyone. I love that. How about you, sister? I think, I mean, just riding on that, because I think that's actually really powerful and important and not, I don't even want to add too much to that, but just actually just the question we've been asking this whole episode, mm -hmm. what does love look like here? I would say, write it on a piece of paper, put it on your phone, tape it to your mirror, you know, mm -hmm. because that question actually can be like a guiding star mm -hmm. in whatever situation you find yourself in, because you re it helps us realize like, that's the ultimate question. Mm -hmm. That's the ultimate question, because life is all about love. Amen, sister. You are made for love. You're all about love. And so I, I encourage you to take that as kind of a, a banner to fly over your life. What mm -hmm. does love look like here? Uh, and to trust that the Lord is with you in it, and he's never going to leave you alone. Amen, sister. Amen. That's beautiful. Love is there for you. Yeah. Wow, sister, do you want to close this with a prayer? Yes. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Lord, we praise you. We thank you for your abundant blessings, your goodness, your mercy, your love. We thank you for choosing us, for making us in your image and likeness, your beloved sons and daughters. Lord, we ask you to set your fire of love in our hearts. Lord, give us the courage to choose you. Give us the courage to be vulnerable. Give us the courage to open our hearts to you, to allow you into all the places in our lives that we have not yet allowed you. Um, give us outrageous, radical trust in your love, knowing that you hold us, that you will never leave us alone, that you have a plan for our life and our love. We give you glory, Holy Trinity, as we pray. Glory be to the Father, and to the, the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless and keep you all. We'll see you next season. God bless. You're in our prayers. This was Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life, a religious community of women consecrated for the protection of the sacredness of human life. Be assured of our prayers and learn more at sistersoflife.org.